I don't usually do opening monologues, but I had something I just wanted to discuss, and it doesn't really go with the flow of the news. So I thought, hey, why don't I just start off with what's on my mind? If we really wanted to elect President Trump in 2024 so that he can go back into the White House on J20, 2025, we would play dirty. Hear me out, folks. Hear me out. This is a thought exercise. I'm not calling that for us doing this, but this is what it would take to win. See, we as conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, whatever you want to label yourself, America first, MAGA, Trump supporter, whatever you want to label yourself as, whatever you want to classify yourself as, if you want to see President Trump in the Oval Office in 2025, doing his day one directive that we recently covered, and I believe uh, Juniorette also covered that in her, her episode this morning on YouTube. President Trump saying day one, going to be working on immigration with executive orders or day one working with legislators to, to pass uh, meaningful, smart, logical America first MAGA laws that many Americans support, whether they're supporters of Trump or not. If we want to see that happen, here are a couple things that we could do. See, the Democrats play to win, even if it means cheating. That is why we're, that's why I'm even doing this little opening monologue, if you will, about how to get President Trump elected in 2025. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There's two thoughts that I think that would work. The first, I'll be brief because I don't know all of the ins and outs of it, but it would be do what the Democrats do to get out the vote and to ballot harvest where it's allowed and to flood the ballots with Trump voters. See, what happened in Maricopa County is the Democrats knew, the operatives knew that Republicans were going to show up on game day, aka election day, in overwhelming numbers and where they were going to be to vote for President Trump. And they thwarted it. And of course, because they have the rhinos, the politicians, and the courts in their pockets, we're seeing things like Carrie Lake present absolute proof that Republican voters were disenfranchised and nothing has happened, right? They, they just will cheat the system and then will cheat in the court so that the cheating is never even dealt with legally. So how do you thwart that? Well, you fight fire with fire. You play dirty Democrat tactics and we flood with the ballots of Trump voters with early voting where ballot harvesting is allowed. We ballot harvest. We do get out the vote drives. We do everything that the Democrats do 
And there's no way for them to as easily as on game day, election day, disenfranchising voters with wrong paper sizes, uh, uh, Dominion software machines, uh, breaking down, broken down uh, uh, offline voting machines, come back later, long lines, all these voter voter suppression things. Because the Democrats know, hey, we're going to go to the polls on election day. Well, if we want to, we want President Trump to be in and we want to win. The courts aren't upholding. I mean, I'm not advocating for this, folks. I'm talking tact. I'm talking as a tactician now, not morally, right? If you ask me, no damn voting machines. Vote in person on the day, paper ballots only, and we get the results the same day. There's no election week. There's no elections week until the Democrat or whoever they want to win wins. We have election day, voter ID, same day voting, paper, no computers. But that's not the reality we're, we're living in. Now, the ERIC system, luckily, is going away in many states. Many states are passing more stringent laws uh, so to protect so that a, a, a pandemic, a planned-demic, a scam-demic can't be the reason why we forget all our laws and rules and we just, oh, legislators, oh, no, they don't have responsibility. Just a bunch of bureaucrats can change rules and it'll be upheld because of a flu a super flu, a Mr. Trips, a blue, a COVID strain, making the world forget that we have laws with elections and we'll just use that as an excuse to cheat. No, what we need to do is do exactly what the Democrats do in every shape, form, and fashion. Honestly, though, I'm not talking about fake ballots. I'm talking about legitimately winning that by beating them at their own game. They're not going to know how many votes that they have to overcome. And they're not going to be as easily able to just manipulate the machines if we have a whole bunch of absentee ballot votes. Now, of course, we're going to have other challenges like they're going to figure out a way to separate our votes and lose our votes and destroy our votes. But I think that is a strategy of fighting fire with fire. But how about this? How about this strategy? It's a dirty, dirty strategy. But what you do is you get someone like a Bernie Sanders or a Robert Kennedy Jr. to run as a third-party candidate and you dilute the votes for Biden. Now, I think a combination of those two things and maybe other things yeah, you play dirty. You not a Marianne Williamson, not not a um, who was the um, the Asian man who ran and now started his own third party. No, someone that can really uh, give the Bidens a run for their money and is crazy enough to do it and not worried about getting whacked. You do the Ross Perot on the Democrats, like Ross Perot did to the Republicans. That's what you do in concert with doing all of the non-same-day uh, in-person voting strategies, legitimate legal ones that the Democrats do. You implement those as well. Makes it harder for them to cheat. You split that Democrat vote during the general election. Let Biden win. Let Biden win the Democrats. He's going to win anyway. There's, they're not having any 
debates going into the Democrat primary in the Democrat primary. Biden's their man. That's it. That's that. That's all there's going to be. Doesn't matter that our uh, Robert uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. What is it? RFK Jr. is out there making noise and getting more support. I'm dismayed to even see. Honestly, I'm dismayed to see the caliber of conservatives that are suggesting that RFK be a, a, a VP for President Trump. Ridiculous. He's a Democrat. An honorable and good Democrat, but he's a Democrat. Why would a Republican want a Democrat on his ticket? I think that's a winning, a losing strategy. I think it's a stupid strategy. President Trump has a Republicans and he has a general election. Anyway, those are my thoughts. One, do not rely so much on in-day same-person voting and use other strategies like the Democrats and run a disruptive third-party candidate that'll suck away votes from Biden on election day. Those will be too hard. That'll make, this is put it this way. That'll make it a hell of a lot harder for them to cheat, at least from where I stand. All right, those are my thoughts. Let's start the show. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. All right, welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am James, the Black Conservative Patriot. I'm not the only Black Conservative Patriot. I'm not the only Black Conservative Patriot who has a Patriot family, this case, online and on social media that consists of a whole bunch of my white brothers and sisters. Because guess what? Being conservative has nothing to do with race. The Democrats know that, so they make it about race. On Timcast, I loved this little 90-second segment with Representative Wesley Hunt of Texas, who outperformed, according to him and his data and statistics, President Trump in his district. Listen to what Representative Wesley Hunt says And tell me really, really, that white conservatives are racist. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Try, try to convince me after listening to this. Oh, they've also gotten away with painting the Republican Party as being racist. Yeah. And then someone like me comes around, decides to run for Congress. So let's talk about my district back in Houston, Texas. I live in a district that President Trump would have won by 23 points. I ended up winning by 30 points. In the Republican primary, I beat out nine white guys. In the general election, I beat out a white guy by 30 points. Trump plus 20 district outperformed the president. I like to say that every now and again (laughs) by a little vet. Uh, And it's a white majority district. Mm -hmm. In the Republican primary, 75% of the voters were white. And they voted for me overwhelmingly. And why? Because I was the best candidate. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. That's literally what our party is. I get to wake up every day and live Martin Luther King's dream. I'm literally being judged by the content of my character, not by the color of my skin. So people like me come around and we look around. I'm just like, actually, I'm just here because I just want a better America. I don't even view myself as black or African-American. First first of all, I'm an American. I'm a combat veteran. I am a father. I am a West Point graduate. I'm an Ivy League graduate. And we can go all the way down the line before I get the black guy. I'm a guy. cool guy. I, I, try, I try to be, right? I try to be. I'm a father. You know, I'm all these things. And I like the idea of our party not playing identity politics anymore. And then realizing that you see people like me, you see people like Byron Donald, you see people like Senator Scott. We are all winning in white majority areas, by the mm -hmm. way, people. So you can't call us racist anymore. Well said, Congressman Hunt. Well said. I, I feel the same way, right? If, if you ask me to define me, I don't define myself as black. I know the channel name that got me internet notoriety, black conservative patriot. It was marketing, folks. It was marketing. How many black conservative patriot? How many black conservatives were on YouTube in 2015 when I started in earnest and in 2016 before Trump even got elected? A lot of a lot of people were like this with Trump. I was making phone calls for the Trump campaign. I was on social media saying Trump is going to win. Yep, I know that Access Hollywood tape sucks. He apologized. He's the best guy walking people off the ledge. Vote for Trump. Not because I'm a black guy, because I'm an American and I was tired of Obama and I didn't want Hillary. I didn't want crooks and Marxists and tyrants. It's not a color thing. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. I have a feeling today is going to be a ranty episode. <laughs> Big hug. And un beso en las dos mejillas. A, a, a kiss on both cheeks. The, the cheeks up on the face. <laughs> to... All of you, my brothers and sisters, I love and appreciate you. And most of you, if I go by the YouTube statistics I had, don't look like me. Most of you are over the age of 30. More than half of you, it's, it's almost evenly split. But I, I think it was like 52 to 48 men to women. So I think I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I've got a good mix of both men and women who like this show. And most of you, uh, um, uh, let's say 50% of you are not white. I don't know what exact breakdown is. I have a lot of Asian fans, a lot of Latino fans, a lot of black fans. But the biggest slice of that pie is white. Oh, I guess that would make sense since Blacks are only, they keep the number, is, is it 12 or 13%? Seems like the number hasn't really changed. Kind of like how they, they've been saying for years, we have, you know, 11 to 14 million illegal aliens. I've been saying that number for years. I think maybe it might be 17 million is the number I think they're reporting now, which is kind of funny seeing that we have like a million coming in like every year for the last several years, but somehow we're still around the same number. President Hunt, uh, excuse me, Representative Hunt, not President Hunt. That's not a Freudian slip. That was just verbal dyslexia. Rep, prez, Representative Hunt is right. We don't wake up. We don't, we don't wake up and go, I'm black. I don't wake up and say, I'm black. I wake up and say, I'm James. 
I'm Mrs. BCP's husband. I am the father of Junior, Juniorette, Junior number two and Juniorette number two. Obviously not giving you the names of my children to protect them. I am a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. I am, so what's that? I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a Christian. I'm an American, American citizen. Having the, I won the lottery. We've all won the lottery. As bad as things are, folks, we've all won the lottery when we were born in the United States. And many of you, also I know, are not in the United States. But guess what? If you live in the Western world, you won the lottery as well. I just won the Powerball. You won a big lottery as well. As bad as things are, I don't know, in the UK, that's still a great country to be in. You're taxed even higher than we are, but there's a land of opportunity. You don't believe it? Every time I go, I see more and more immigrant businesses just like in the United States. They don't make excuses. They make dollars and pounds. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't think, I'm white. You don't think, I'm Latino. Unless, of course, you are a Democrat or a Marxist. And you are, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to be very judgmental right now. The Lord forgive me. You're weak-minded. If you have to narrow down who you are as a person by the color of your skin or your ethnicity or your gender, and I say, you, you I got to be careful with this one. Not not because of PC stuff. I'm not, I'm not talking about the trans stuff. I'm talking about because we, are, we do have gender roles, right? So if you define yourself as a mother because you're a woman, like I, I consider myself, I, I, I see myself as a father because I'm a man. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about victimhood mentality. If you wake up and go, oh, woe is me because I am black in America. Oh, woe is me because I'm a woman and I'm subject to the patriarchy. You're weak. You're weak-minded. You're, are of, you're not a warrior. You're not a victor. You have a victim mentality. And guess what? Here's the beauty. You can overcome that. We are not trees. We are not rocks. We can move and we can change. We are not rooted to where we are mentally, physically, morally, spiritually. We can improve. We can accept Christ into our life. We can feel the changing power of the Holy Spirit. We can decide to change how we think and how we view the world. And I choose to view the world as a Christian dad who's American. Now in English, it would be proper to say American Christian dad or Christian American dad. Would probably flow better. But that's not the order I see myself in. I see myself as a Christian dad who's American. And identify as black? Absolutely. Way down the list. Um, and like Representative Hunt said, yeah, I, I'm not a West Point graduate. I'm not an Ivy School graduate. But hell, I think I even consider myself an economist before I consider myself a black guy. 
Why? Because it has to do with something that I chose, something that I worked hard for, something that I achieved in this great country of America that I had control over. Nothing wrong with being black, but I don't have a control of being black. You don't have a control of being white, Hispanic, Latino, man or woman. God made you that way. Embrace it. That's who you are. That, excuse me, that's what you are. You are a woman. You are black. You are Latino. You're, you're at, but that's not who you are. You get to choose who you are. And one of the greatest countries to do that in is America. And boy, do I detest people who hate America over silly, silly reasons. Okay, now let's get into some news. I told you this would be ranty. This is the BCP Unfiltered Show. The first part of this will be on Rumble. The latter half will be exclusive to our paid supporters and subscribers. But this is the real deal, folks. And it's nice not to have to worry about YouTube. As much as I like, uh, I like YouTube, I like YouTube because the technology is great. Rumble, no one can compare to how easy it is to make a video, upload the video, put your thumbnail, your titles, your descriptions, your... Um, your uh, end cards and uh, your little cards throughout uploaded. They process it really quick. It's out. They send notifications. If you're not on YouTube's uh, naughty list, they suggest your videos and help you grow your channel. doesn't happen on Rumble and doesn't happen on these other platforms. I am, we are the marketing arm. No one knows about this show. We've got to promote the show. You can help us promote the show if you want by picking up some merch, wearing one of our sweatshirts, drinking from the mug, what have you. I laugh at the few comments uh, not liking me pushing merch as they watch videos on Rumble where they have ad, where they have sponsors. I don't want to do sponsorship, folks. I may in the future, but I don't want to. I'd rather you just buy one of our mugs or t-shirts or sweatshirts. Links are down below. And also don't, don't forget to support my daughter, Juniorette. She is still on YouTube with her uh, channel. I love America. Let's move on to some news. How about the very important debt ceiling that today, Wednesday, they're supposed to vote on and, and maybe pass? Let's get into the, briefly, because I did cover this at length yesterday, the continued opposition to enslaving our children with this debt ceiling and $4 trillion of new debt. This deal fails, fails completely. And that's why these members and others will be absolutely opposed to the deal. Compromise means sacrifice for the most marginalized and the most vulnerable. We are not seeing our ultra rich, our corporations make any sacrifices at all. That is some of the opposition we've been hearing on Capitol Hill over the debt ceiling bill. This as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has marked June 5th as the day the government will not have enough money to pay all of its bills. Republican Congressman Tom Emmer, who also serves as House Majority Whip, joins us now. When the bill reaches the House floor, how many House Republicans do you expect to vote for it? <laughs> Garrett, uh, we whip. We have 222 members. Uh, we may have a uh, couple that have some uh, issues uh, being here. I, I think we're going to be okay on Wednesday, based on what I'm hearing. All right, folks, I don't want to give you age news because I'm recording this mid-morning Mountain Standard Time in, in the United States. And by the time everyone in the United States sees this, except for maybe the exception of Hawaii, it'll be well into the afternoon. And when it'll go up, many of you will watch in the evening and we'll have the vote today, Wednesday, and it would have passed. So I don't want to give you old news. What I want to concentrate on is this. There is opposition. 
And it's good to know that we have Republicans and yeah, some Democrats as well, but they oppose it for different reasons. It's not progressive enough. So we'll just discount that, even though that helps this thing not pass. Ideologically, the reason why it's not bad enough for them to pass. And for 37, last count I'm seeing here, Republicans, it is not good enough to pass. That is a very big ideological difference. So I just want to give you a little hope that there are several dozen in the House Republicans working on our behalf, at least representing us when it comes to fiscal responsibility. All right. Um, I don't. I, I now live in Utah. I'm a Utah resident, but it's no secret that because of my uh, in-laws and parents and other business interests that I do spend a lot of time in California. And this story really, really hurt me over the weekend. It took place not too far um, from where I grew up uh, in North San Diego County, not too far from where I am and where you know I live live dash lived in California and it's so sickening to see this happening on Memorial Day weekend and I'm talking about the brutal beating of US Marines in San Clemente I want to put up this tweet here from Fox News correspondent uh, Jeff Paul, you can see there, and we've been following this story. You may have seen it already, breaking news right now. Jeff says just in, San Clemente's mayor, Chris Duncan, confirming nine individuals charged in beating of off-duty U.S. Marines. All minors, all San Clemente residents, five face felony assault with a deadly weapon, four face misdemeanor assault. So right now we're going to play for you Jeff Paul's report on the Fox News Channel with this breaking news. Nine teens arrested after beating three off-duty Marines. Apparently, these off-duty Marines had asked these individuals, all of them minors, to stop firing off fireworks on the beach over the weekend. Here's Jeff's report. And we spoke with the mayor of San Clemente, and he tells us because the Marines who weren't in uniform were on the ground and were so outnumbered, Whoever is responsible could face felony charges of assault with a deadly weapon. And when you watch the video, which we should warn is extremely violent, it's hard to believe that no one had to go to the hospital. Now, eventually some bystanders stepped in to stop the beating, but this went on for quite some time and involved up to as many as 40 people. It all started this past Friday when the off-duty Marines were enjoying some beach time. One of the Marines says some of the teens were fighting off fireworks. But when debris hit one of them, the men say they politely asked the group to stop. That's when it appears there was some shoving and then the highly outnumbered Marines were jumped and repeatedly stomped on. Here's how San Clemente Mayor Chris Duncan is reacting. Total disgust. Um, and shock, really. This isn't something that happens in San Clemente. We're a very safe city. We're a military town. It's especially tragic that we have this attack happening over Memorial Day weekend because we support our troops. We, we especially support our Marines. And uh, we're going to take swift action to make sure this never happens again. Absolutely disgusting. And people wonder why there's a mass exodus from California. I like San Clemente. If you're a car person, by the way, you definitely want to make sure that you go to the cars and coffee at the outlets at San Clemente. 
I go there often when I'm in Southern California. Actually, I was recognized, uh, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, I went to Cars and Coffee in San Clemente and someone said, BCP, and we took pictures and whatever. It was kind of cool. I'm a normal guy, so it is flattering when someone screams your name and wants to meet you and take pictures with you. And also, uh, Slapfish over at San Clemente Outlets. You change your menu, not digging the new menu. Okay. All right. I told you this would be kind of a ranty episode. So um, I cannot stand rhinos and I cannot stand warmongers. Um, I, I, I want you to listen because at the, at the core, people who love war, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about defending our country. Defending our country against enemies is a, a righteous cause. But you still do not celebrate the death of individuals. If you dislike and despise Lindsey Graham as much as I do, you will even more after I show you this clip. Free or die. Free or die. Now you are free. Yes. And we will be. And the Russians are dying. So the best money we've ever spent. Thank you so much. No, it's... Sick, disgusting, demonic, evil, Luciferian, satanic, devilish are several of the words that come to my mind when listening to Lindsey Graham celebrating the death of Russians. I don't know, sounds genocidal. And of course, genocidal maniacs are all of the above. Celebrating our paying Ukraine to kill Russians. Money well spent. Absolutely disgusting. But what do you expect from the bed buddy of no name McCain? Rhino warmongers. I want to get into this a little bit more. Let me tell you where we're going to go the rest of this episode. Uh, For those of you who are watching this on the unfiltered or watching the unfiltered version. And for those of you listening and uh, to this or watching this uh, on Rumble and not getting the uh, the full unfiltered, just to give you an idea where we're going the rest of this episode, if you're interested in supporting us and getting the full show or the second half of the show, however you want to interpret it. We're talking about these uh, attempts on Putin, but it seems like, I don't know, genocide by the West, including our comp- uh, comp- us being complicit in that and what's going on in Russia. We're going to talk about updates with Ashley Babbitt or Ashley Babbitt-related updates. We're going to talk about updates of Hunter Biden. We're going to give update on how Fox News is handling the whole Tucker Carlson thing. We've got an update on a black Republican killed not making the news, of course, because it's a black Republican. And then for those of us who are still in the fight over the stolen election of 2020 and 2022 most recently, new evidence of tabulators and having their settings change before the election. If those stories are of interest to you as well, then 
if you are watching this on the BCP Unfiltered version of the BCP podcast, that is what I have coming up. For those of you on Rumble, this is where we'll end. Appreciate you being here. Hit the join button down below if you want to see the rest of the episode or go to bcpextras.com, therealbcp.com, or bcppodcast.com. Now, folks, let's move on to what Ron Paul questioned. He said, is Ukraine's pledge to assassinate Putin an act of desperation? He tweeted that out with a link to this video that is on the Ron Paul's Liberty Report on Rumble. Let me me play you this segment. Headline here is Ukrainian spy boss bluntly admits plan to assassinate Putin. Put on the next one. This is Vadim Skibitsky, deputy head of Ukraine's main intelligence division, made the admission in an interview. Putin is noticing we're getting closer and closer to him, but he's afraid of being killed by his own people. He's quoted as saying many people in Russia support this special operation against Ukraine. But thanks to social media and phone press checks, we know so many Russians have died. It scares people, et cetera, et cetera. So he is interested in killing uh, Putin and others we'll talk about later. But you make a really good point in your opening, Dr. Paul, because whether or not the U.S. is behind it, the perception will be there that this is a U.S. operation because we've armed them, we've funded them, we've trained them etc etc so people will ask well is this directly at the u.s direction uh, we know senator lindsey graham has said many times that the u.s needs to assassinate putin um or has the ukrainian regime gone rogue uh, has the whole government said okay the u.s says don't do it we're going to do it anyway that's another thing or and a third a possibility which is interesting is has part of Zelensky's own government gone rogue against his own wishes which may be the third possibility we don't know, but what we do know is this is pretty serious business when you start putting out hit lists of the head of another government. You know, it, it has been noted that uh, Zelensky isn't sitting around the Capitol discussing things with his cabinet. He's traveling around the world, yeah, you know, looking for more weaponry and trying to build his image. And, and you have to wonder, is this kind of thing an effort to provoke a reaction from Russia, saying that you're going to kill him. Uh, Many other things, it seems like it might be a provocation to get Russia to overreact or to throw Russia off of its game, which to this point, as, as we watch, has been to slowly and methodically grind down the Ukrainian war machine. But whatever the case, it feels less like winning and more like desperation. If you're winning a war, you're not talking about assassinating the other president, the other, you know, the dog catcher from the other <laughs> side. You know, it's, it does smack of desperation, not confidence. Desperation, U.S. involvement, a hit out for Lindsey Graham. And now we have this, folks. At Love Our Trump, looks like the crazy Ukrainian lunatics may be planning on attacking Moscow. What is Biden getting us into? Drone attacks in Moscow on residential buildings. Local residents report several explosions and the operation of air defense systems in the Moscow region. Including in the area of Instra and Uriga. According to Baza, more than 10 drones have been intercepted in the Moscow region so far. We have footage 
Now, some will believe that this is staged footage. Doesn't appear to be staged footage to me, folks. There's quite a bit of it. Of drone attacks in Moscow in residential areas. One of the drones uh, was fell in an area. But over the last several days, we have seen drone attacks. One of them supposedly uh, causing extensive damage to apartment buildings. Now, why am I so ambivalent and on this? Because I don't trust Ukraine and I don't trust Russia. 25 to 32, 25 to 32 drone attacks in Moscow. Buildings damaged, people evacuated. Okay, what are your thoughts? Do you think that we are actually supporting a winning Ukraine against Russia? Or is this desperation? Is this trying to keep the war machine going? And the money laundering and the continue conflict going? And lying to the people? What are your thoughts on Patreon and locals? Give me your thoughts down below. I am curious. On the podcast networks, you can put your comments as well. I just can't interact with them like I can on Locals and Patreon. All right. Let's move on to this CBS News report. This news report says whistleblower disclosures allege FBI procedures not followed in Hunter Biden investigation. This should come as no surprise, but this is added insight. Once again, kudos to Catherine Herridge for this report about how the whistleblower is showing us that, yeah, the FBI was covering for Hunter Biden. They weren't following procedures. And now we have more details about that. Sources tell CBS News Justice Department whistleblowers have raised concerns over the FBI's handling of Hunter Biden's investigation or rather an investigation into Hunter Biden. Allegations include irregular handling of evidence and a claim that, quote, standard investigatory practices were not being followed. They also claim that disparaging evidence related to President Biden's son was labeled as misinformation. The FBI said it has no comment. This morning, Catherine Herridge, who covering this, said whistleblowers elect derogatory evidence against Hunter Biden placed in highly restricted systems that prevented other FBI investigators from reviewing in course of related work. Multiple Justice Department whistleblowers have come forward. So this is what we have happening here, according to the uh, what they're getting over at CBS News. They told CBS News that this irregular handling of evidence and the claim that standard investigatory procedures were not being followed was part of a plan to hinder the probe's progress. They had information on Hunter Biden. Not only were they not following up on it, they were labeling it as misinformation, coming to a conclusion that it was misinformation, and then putting it in a restrictive place so that other people who were working on the investigation couldn't even access that evidence as part of their investigation. This is more than just a cover-up. This is a coordinated effort to mislead. 
More specifically, whistleblowers said that during the FBI investigation, derogatory evidence related to Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was wrongly labeled as disinformation when it could be or had already been verified. It was true. They knew it was true. They still had this label of misinformation and they put it away so it couldn't be seen. The article also says in some cases they claim derogatory evidence was placed in highly restricted systems that prevented other FBI investigators from reviewing it in the course of the related work. Okay. As that was tweeted out by Captain uh, Harrich as well. Blatantly before our eyes. They can get away with it. Why? Because these bastards get away with all kinds of skullduggery right in before our faces. Big old middle finger to America and the world. The FBI is the Federal Bureau of Illegitimacy. They are now illegitimate. That's a dangerous thing for me to even say, folks. But this is the BCP Unfiltered show. They are a rogue element of the government and an enemy of the people because they've made the people that they're supposed to protect the enemy of their institution. Okay, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Um, Tucker Carlson. If you've watched any of the Harry Potter movies or read any of the books, and I don't believe it started with um, with them, but the, the name that must not be mentioned. Well, apparently at Fox News, the name that's never supposed to be spoken or mentioned is Tucker Carlson. Now, I want to quickly get to some other point about Fox. So this gentleman, Chadwick Moore, uh, used to be a frequent guest on Fox, but he decided to write a biography of Tucker, right? And when Tucker was there, they were like, oh, yeah, carte blanche, we'll do interviews, we'll do it. Now they fired him. They don't want him. So they canceled an appearance the other night. There was a big hullabaloo. Oh. Uh, and, and he revealed that they had a new policy over there, two new policies. One, I'm very pleased because of the backlash they backed down. Thanks to my tweets, Fox has reversed its recent decision to not publicize non-News Corp books. So if it was not a book published by Rupert Murdoch, right. they had a new policy. They would not have you on. So Donald Trump wants to come on and talk about winning team publishing. No, nope, it wasn't published by Rupert Murdoch. So now they've done the right thing, he says, a tremendous victory for all of us struggling authors. But then he says, so they reversed that policy, and they're going to allow you if you have a non-Murdoch book. But then he's saying that insiders at Fox, if you go to the next one, are telling him privately that all on-air talent, Karen, have been banned from saying the name Tucker. Oh, wow. On air. That's pretty extreme. But this is the same this is the same person that was controlling the narrative by only, you know, having books on that they were publishing inside. So what does that tell you? But what yeah, and how is that if you want to be a media company that says we're for free speech and one of your anchors wants to say, Oh, you know, Tucker just posted a video on Twitter. You can't you can't mention his name. You're banned from naming Tucker Carlson. Do not mention Tucker on the air. I think it's absolutely incredible. When they want you gone, they want you gone. They want you deplatformed. They want you to go into the ether, into the never existed verse, totally forgotten. That's what they've attempted to do with me. And I am so grateful to Patreon. I'm so grateful to locals. I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful uh, to Rumble for having free speech platforms where we can do this and that they're in the fight and they're, and, and they're still around. There was a VidMe that many of us had jumped to two or three years ago when YouTube started doing this massive deplatforming of people. I mean, they want me gone off of Twitter. By the way, 
There is a BCP podcast Twitter social media. Please follow me there. I'll put it down in the notes below. Facebook got rid of me. I put up a new Facebook, but I pretty much abandoned that, folks, because we're going to just start a new corporate thing, a new business account with the BCP podcast branding. So, um, and then, you know, so, so Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they just try to make you a, a and some folks are able to fight back against that. Andrew Tate, more popular, more known after they deplatformed him. But, you know, he's got another machine that does that. He literally pays people on his Hustlers University to make uh, memes and, 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 and shorts and, and flood the internet with it. Great marketing. Absolutely great marketing. But there's some people that we no longer uh, hear about. Remember Milo Yiannopoulos? Flamboyant, gay, pro-Trumper. Making a lot of noise. They deplatformed him. He's away. You don't hear about him. I think we heard about him just recently because he set up that uh, ambush meeting with President Trump and Kanye West and um, the uh, the supposed white supremacist racist guy. I think he was Latino. Can't remember his name. But you see how that works? All of a sudden, you're not known because you can't be on any of the major platforms. And Fox News doing that to one of their own. Okay. Another person they wish it would just go away is Ashley Babbitt and her story and her being murdered by Lieutenant Michael Byrd. But of course, Ashley Babbitt's mother, Mickey Whithoff, is not allowing that. Now, a lot of you think that, not all of you, but there's some of you who think that, oh, no, 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 I saw in some video, Ashley Babbitt really is not a real person. Folks, she's a real person. I can tell you from being in San Diego, watching San Diego News, her husband is on all the time, uh, her mother, Mickey Whithoff makes a lot of noise, always getting arrested, and she has been arrested again by Metro DC police. If Ashley Babbitt were not a real person, I don't think there'd be so much coverage of her as there has been in local San Diego news. You're free to think what you think. Ashley Babbitt was a real person and she really was murdered by Lieutenant Michael Byrd who was in hiding by our taxpayer money. He, he, he was being protected and hidden. The deep state is very deep. Uh, but this is what we have here. Mickey Whithoff, the mother of slain Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt, was arrested yesterday evening after striking an Antifa organizer outside the D.C. jail where many of the January 6th defendants are detained. Whithoff was uh, hosting a vigil for the political prisoners outside the D.C. jail when she was apprehended by Metropolitan Police officers at 6.45 p.m. Police were seen handcuffing Whithoff and seating her in the back of a paddy wagon in footage recorded by Helena Gibson, a January 6th advocate from Florida, in attendance of the vigil. On Memorial Day, supporters of January 6th defendants held a Memorial Day march from the Capitol to the D.C. jail for Babbitt. An Antifa organizer harassed Whithoff as she and a small group of demonstrators carried American flags and walked toward the jail. Ashley Babbitt chanted the crowd. F. Ashley Babbitt yelled the counter-protesting live streamer, who reportedly goes by the name Anarchy Princess. By the way, Anarchy Princess regularly stalks Mickey Whithoff and chants about how worms are eating her daughter. Uh, she's a sick and uh, abusive and demonic and hateful individual. She's the perfect foot soldier and member of the left. Now, this has been going on for months. 
Terrorists are coming through your neighborhood. Ashley Babbitt's mom, domestic terrorist, the agitator yelled through a bullhorn. Nazis are coming. F Ashley Babbitt. As the Ashley Babbitt day marked, got closer to the D.C. jail. Anarchy princess shouted to the megaphone. All those things. Moments later, Whithoff shoved the Antifa supporter. But the Antifa organizer proceeded to agitate the group of J6 advocates, yelling profanities at them as they walked towards the jail. While surrounded by police, Woodhoff grabbed the bullhorn from Anarchy Princess and threw it to the ground. Uh, the good news is that Mickey Woodhoff was arrested, but she was out in time for the nightly singing of the national anthem at the D.C. Gulag. The plight of my January 6th brothers and sisters is absolutely heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. The terrorists coming through your neighborhood. Because it's been, you know, um, 870 some days with no investigation into the murder of my daughter, um, Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Greeson, Benjamin Phillips, the death of unarmed American citizens, and we absolutely deserve an investigation. We're here for Memorial Day to honor all the fallen, which includes my daughter Ashley Babbitt. God bless America. We'll God your bless America. My message is my daughter served this country for their freedom to be idiots, so they're welcome. God bless Mickey. If I ever do regular segments of bringing people on and interviewing them, it's not my forte. Put it down below, folks. I ask every once in a while. It's in the works, maybe in the future. It just, just haven't gotten there yet. But let me know. Encourage me. If you want to see me have more guests and interview them, I definitely want to get Mickey on this show. If there's other people you'd like to see me have on the show, please comment down below. I can add that to my list of folks to target in a good way. I mean, reach out to and ask to be on the show if and when we get there. Put your opinion down below. Now, speaking of justices and injustices, uh, there's a little bit of justice here when it comes to the murder of a black Republican councilwoman. Something that should be national news but is not is only being covered by mostly local news. But I think the current resolution or progress of this story merits an update. Well, the unsolved murder from earlier this year is now one step closer to resolution. Police arrested a man accused of gunning down a New Jersey councilwoman outside of her home. A black Republican councilwoman. I, I want to mention that. I'm being a leftist today. In that, I'm going to amp up the fact that she was black and a Republican. And the family of Eunice June 4 is also one step closer to getting some closure in all of this. They were too distraught to speak yesterday, which is understandable given all they've gone through. Their attorney says that it was like they had to live that devastating moment all over again. Now Eunice's mother, father, her 12-year-old daughter, Nicole, they're just trying to wrap their minds around the fact that someone is finally in custody. Rashid Ali Bynum. 
He's the person investigators have been trying to pin down for the past four months. 28-year-old Rashid Ali Bynum of Portsmouth, Virginia, was taken into custody yesterday and charged with first-degree murder in the slaying of New Jersey Councilwoman Eunice Junefor. The Virginia man was also charged with unlawful possession of a handgun. A reminder of the case, Eunice Duamfor, 30 years old, was found dead in her car with multiple gunshot wounds in Sayreville, Middlesex County, New Jersey. When they, she was found, she had sustained multiple gunshot wounds and was pronounced dead at the scene. So, glad they found the killer. Okay, now I want to end with this segment. Uh, last year, we saw footage that was released by the Election Oversight Group that showed uh, secret testing that took place in Maricopa County on October 14th, 17th, and 18th after the logic and accuracy testing reportedly was done on October 11th. They were meddling with the machines in Maricopa County. In that video, you can see at the seven minute and two second mark that at least four employees tried to feed ballots through the tabulators, but those ballots were rejected and spit back out multiple times in some cases. They were planning the rigging in the election of 2022. Yesterday, Carrie Lake's attorney, uh, Kurt Olson, sat down with Ash in America, the Gateway Pundit's Brian Lupo, on Badlands Media to discuss the new evidence that had emerged. The election oversight group has uncovered another serious issues. The tabulators had the wrong database and machine behavioral settings were loaded. Let me play you that segment of the podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into Ash set me up really nicely there by asking about the seal and having the seal removed after the 11th. And we have new evidence. This was sent over to me uh, this morning and we'll get a chance to talk a little bit about this here. But this is an actual uh, it's a screenshot of a system log file from Maricopa County. This was the um, uh, doesn't have the, the location by name on here, but you can see here on this log file on line number 82, the first one that's highlighted just below that. It says uh, election database version 1.24 is not the same as election domain version. And then if you scroll down to the last highlighted line there, it says the wrong MBS version 5.10.94 expecting 5.10.34. Now, the MBS stands for the uh, machine behavioral settings, machine behavioral settings. Now, I want to jump over here real quick uh, while we're on this same topic here. And let me zoom in on this. But this is directly from uh, Dominion's user manual. And it says the machine behavior settings the settings that hold configuration parameters as de defined by the EMS, the election management uh, software applications and passed on to the ICE and ICP2. These settings define and determine the behavior of the ICE and the ICP2 during an election. Now, here's the problem, Kurt, like you brought up, um, these are reprogrammed after the logic and accuracy test. The people have no idea if, if, what was reprogrammed into that machine had any uh, differences there. And that's from Dominion, by the way, guys. Yeah. That clip was from Dominion, not from Maricopa. There was 
I mean, there was flaws right there in the system itself. Well, I'm reprogramming. We're coming full circle from where we started on my rant at the beginning of this episode. They know how to cheat on election day with these machines. Two things were changed. The system that looks at the ballot and figures out who got the vote based on which bubble was filled in and the position of that bubble and then what to do with that ballot once the machine saw who the vote went for. And those systems were changed after the accuracy test. It was hacked. It was changed. That's what I'm saying, folks. If we want to win elections, if we want Trump to win in 2024, we want to win elections, we can't have the rhino establishment, who, of course, are in bed with their Democrat counterparts. We've got, to, we've got to beat them at their own game. Not playing nasty, but realizing that this is the game being played. There is no winning right now, especially Maricopa County, with Republicans going there on the same day. They will be disenfranchised, and the courts are upholding that right now in Arizona and nationwide. Anyway, for a more uh, in-depth explanation of everything that we just heard from CanCon, he does a great job. I'm happy to support him on Locals. He has, uh, he's got a great Rumble show, really into this stuff. But let me just play this last part with Ash and Kurt Olson, Carrie Lake's attorney, confirming that this is what's going on. And yes, these things were changed after the fact. In other words, dead to rights, evidence slash proof of a stolen election in 2022 in Arizona. What this is showing is that the machine post logic and accuracy test was expecting a different version of the machine behavior settings. And in, in this, this, whatever actions were being taken in this log it encountered this 5.10.9.4, right? So, it, well, there are, there are two issues. You have the MBS, the machine behavior settings, and the wrong database log entry. Those are two distinct issues. The behavior settings go to how a machine is to handle a ballot. You know, would, would it go into hypothetically so provisional status? You know, what, what are the rules that define what it does with the ballot? The database tells, you know, what the, you know, how the machine will, uh, what vote it will look for with the particular location of a bubble. And so th there, there are two different ones. The database shows the different uh, offices, uh, candidates that are, you know, and where their bubbles lie. And then the machine behavior settings are what you do with the ballot. Those are the rules for how to process the ballot. And on October 17th, both of those things were wrong. And this is post logic and accuracy testing. So something uh, changed, right? Those system log files reflect that the machine did not receive what it was expecting and that there therefore was a change. Yes. Kurt Olson says change. I say rigging and a hack. What say you put it down below. Thanks for being here on BCP Unfiltered. Big hug to all of y'all. And my last pitch, I'm not a very good salesman when it comes to this. Pick up some merch down below. It'll help us out. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Hey.